0: Unfortunately, we just had our first frost here in the Pacific Northwest, and that means it's time to winterize, so stay tuned to hear how I do it. Welcome to RV Out West, I'm your host, Brooks. My family of four's base camp is located in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, and our RV adventures radiate out from there. Please, grab a mug of coffee and join us as we discuss RVing around the American West from sweet camping spots, gear and equipment, to tips and tricks, we've got you covered. We are RV Out West. Here in the Pacific Northwest, we have pretty mild winters. And so, yes, while it does drop down to freezing, and yes, you do need to winterize your trailer, I think it's a little different Or at least what I do might be different than, say, somebody who lives up in the Northeast or up in Michigan or in the Midwest where the temperatures drop down to cold and stay cold for really long periods of time. And so I would like to share with you kind of my process and what I do to prepare our trailer for the three months that it's not in use, which is typically like January, February to about the third weekend in March. So let's start with the water systems. What I typically like to do is, first things first, is I will go ahead and you need to drain all of the existing water that are in your water lines inside your trailer. So I open up all of the low point drains. On my Jayco 267BHSW, I actually have three. One is for our freshwater tank, which I hardly ever use, but I still go ahead and open it. And then the other two are... Uh, back and over near underneath by where our outside shower is. And so I will open up both of those and get that water to start draining out of the lines. I will then typically go inside and I turn on all of the sinks to help get air pressure in, right? And to help that water release through the drains. So I turn all of our sinks on, including the bathtub. And I'm talking hot and cold, both sides of the spigots on our kitchen sink. Our bathroom sink and on our bathtub faucets as that water is draining the next thing i do will be to go to my water heater and i have an anode rod in my water heater so i use i believe if i recall it's like a one inch socket to remove that anode rod and i will remove the anode rod I will give it a quick visual inspection on that anode rod and then uh, release all of the water that is inside the water heater and go ahead and at this time drain the entire water heater. So now I've got the water heater draining. I've got all of the lines within the trailer. All of the water lines within the trailer are draining. After I don't see much water being drained out of the low point drains, and I have put the water heater back together because all of that water has drained out. I will go ahead and reinstall and reinsert the anode rod, and I will uh, use a little fresh plumber's tape on it, but not a lot. I that's something more I do in the spring when I'm dewinterizing. And now then, what I will do is I will take an air compressor. I have just one of those I don't know thirty dollar pancake air compressors that I bought at Harbor Freight, and then I have a hose that connects one side to the, it has the attachment to connect to where the city water is. And then the other side has like an air compressor, uh, male adapter. So I will attach that to my air compressor. And then I dial back the air compressor, the PSI settings on the air compressor down to about 15 PSI or so. And then I turn the air compressor on and I blow air through my lines and through my system to do the best that I can to make sure that all of that water has been drained and emptied out of our water lines throughout the trailer. I probably let that air compressor go for, I don't know, say five, maybe 10 minutes. And then once that's done, I, again, you still keep those low point drains open, but I will go ahead and disconnect the air compressor and do all of that. And then I go inside the trailer, close all of the uh, faucets, that I had open, turn them all back into the off position. And then the pink drink, the RV antifreeze. And this is what the dealership told me at the time I bought. But that I go ahead and you pour some down the drains for like 10 to 15 seconds. And it might seem a little counterintuitive because you're not actually putting that winterization pink drink into the water lines. But instead, you're kind of filling the P traps and some of those other areas underneath. You don't want to fill it so much that it empties into the gray tank. Uh, you just kind of want to add some of it in and down the drains to make sure that those stay good. And for the water system, that is pretty much it and pretty much all I do for the water system. All right. So let's talk about what I need to do when I want to winterize the electrical system in our travel trailer. The electrical system is actually probably the easiest thing to winterize. It really isn't that complex. So, you know, on our trailer, we have the power button that turns on the TV antenna up on our roof. Granted, we don't use that TV antenna that often and accessing that button I think I'm the only one in the household who knows where it is. So if anybody's left it on, it would be me. But I go ahead and just confirm and make sure that that TV antenna power button is turned off just because I don't want to leave it on and and have it be a draw on the battery, even though eventually we are going to remove the battery. But still, I just want to make sure it's turned off. Uh, Then speaking of batteries, I will go through the trailer and I will remove any unnecessary batteries. These are the little batteries. So, you know, the CR2032 quarter-sized batteries, like I have one in our Level Mate Pro that's installed inside the trailer. The AA batteries and the remotes for the TV, the DVD player, and our Roku stream bar. I'll go ahead and take those out. I just don't want them leaking and getting messy. And what does it matter? I will go ahead and recycle those batteries, and at the start of next season, I'll just install fresh batteries for the season. So those are the kind of batteries that I'm I'm talking about here. I leave the batteries installed on our smoke detector and our carbon monoxide detector, even though we store at an RV storage place. So heaven forbid the trailer catches fire i don't know if anybody's even going to be around to hear the smoke detector but i'll just leave them in anyway and then those are batteries that i do replace in the spring and then lastly i will go ahead and i remove the t- well once i get the trailer back to storage and it's all set up i will go ahead and pull our big 12 volt battery off of the tongue out of my rv lockbox. i bring it home and put it on my workbench and attach it to a trickle charger where it kind of sits all winter long Sometimes I might go out and unplug it during the winter and then plug it back in, Uh, but I will leave our battery out of the trailer, so at least I'm not draining the battery. And really, for the electrical system, that's pretty much it. It's a pretty simple system to get ready for the winter. Another relatively easy system to winterize is the propane system so i will first things first i will go ahead and bleed our propane system by unhooking both tanks up on the tongue of the trailer i leave them the propane tanks are still on the trailer but i will unscrew them from the regulator that is on the trailer and then i come inside to the trailer and i will turn our stove top on i won't light it but i'll turn the stovetop on so all of that gas uh, escapes out of the lines and so I just kind of leave that open for, I don't know, 20 seconds or so, and then once that's done, I will go ahead and uh, turn off the stovetop. go back out onto the uh, tongue, the front of the trailer, and reattach our propane, at which point after I've turned the stovetop off, I will go back out to the front of the trailer and on the tongue there, I will reattach the propane tanks to the regulator and confirm that the tanks are in fact in the closed position. And that pretty much will take care of the propane system. All right. So when it comes to winterizing my tanks, I'm now talking about the gray water and the black water tanks. So we are typically camping the weekend, you know, when I need to winterize. So on that Sunday morning, you know, I'll wake up. I will go ahead and dump our black tank like normal process. I will empty the gray tank, normal process. And then I leave both of those Tank valve gates open, and then I have in my water box where I store my hoses. I have a non potable water hose, and so I'll connect that non potable water hose up to a spigot. So then I will just connect it to my black tank flush. Turn the water on, and with both gates open, I let that water run for a good two, three, four, five minutes. I just let the water run and really kind of trickle into the the black tank specifically. And really, really give it a good flush. And then I will go ahead and I will close the black tank gate. And then I'd still let that fresh water run for another two, three, four minutes or so. And let that water kind of fill the, you know, maybe one third of the black tank. And have it rinse down the sensors that way. If there happens to be any sort of TP or other debris that might be clogging the sensors and giving false sensor readings it gives a good time to have that fresh water clean those off quick sidebar i don't know how much you should actually really trust your uh, black tank sensors and the reading that you get inside your trailer you know at first i was really concerned about oh it's telling me it's three-fourths full but it can't be possible because we just got here and you know really my advice is just learn to know your own trailer and how many days can you go Before, you know, your family has filled the black tank and you know you need to dump it. Uh, And that, you know, it just takes using it and understanding it. So I don't rely on the sensors as much as I used to. But at least this kind of end of the season gives me an opportunity with winterizing my trailer to really give that black tank a really, really good flush. And so I will then go and pull open the the black tank gate after you know fresh water's been running in it for that two three four minutes or so, and then you get that big whoosh of water, and it really I think kind of pushes things out. And so I will do that that process. I will repeat that three four five times. Like I said, I'll really give it a good flush. So after I've done that and that water is all rushed out and drained. I will let the uh, black tank flush water run for a little bit, and then I'll go ahead and close the gate, go another two to five minutes, let it fill up a little bit, open the gate, whoosh, the water goes out, let the water run a little bit, close the gate, and wash, rinse, repeat. And like I said, I'll do that bit of a process every, you know, maybe three, four, five times, and I feel like I get a really good uh, cleaning on my black tank. And so winterizing is a really good time in my opinion to give that black tank that kind of a flush with that said I do do this tank flush method a few times throughout the summer when I have a little extra time and it coincides with how I need to dump my tanks we're not rushing off to go somewhere I will go ahead and you know crack a beer and take a moment to really uh give those tanks a flush even when I am on a camping trip I probably maybe do that two times during a camping season And so that's just a really good process I have found for making sure that the tanks are clean, empty, and especially during a winterization, it's a good time to do it. We're going to pause here and hear a word from our friends at RV Destination Magazine. RV Destinations Magazine is the premier provider of nationwide RV destination articles, sharing stories about the places you want to see for yourself. Subscribe today for digital or their new print magazine at rvdestinationmagazine.com. The interior of the trailer um is really i mean it's pretty straightforward you know it's a good time we go ahead and pull any perishable foods that we might have kept in the pantry over the summer just to reduce attracting rodents we have tubs and so you know uh, spices that are in glass jars with lids and you know extra virgin olive oil and and things of that nature we'll go ahead and just leave in that tub but you know graham crackers for s'mores and you know, if there's any bags of chips or whatever might be still in your pantry left over from the summer trips, we'll, we'll go ahead and pull those perishable foods out of our pantry and we'll go ahead and take those home. Obviously, too, we strip all the beds and take all of the linens home so we can wash them and get them cleaned and prepped. And then we'll store those at home for the next season. I also find that when I am doing and then well, let me back up. Then we will do a really good deep clean on the interior. And as we're doing a deep clean on the inside of the trailer, we will go ahead and start making an inventory list of things that we'll need for the following season. Whether that's a let's take stock of how much TP do we have on board? Do we have dish soap, hand soap? Uh, what's our status of trash bags? All of those kind of things will kind of take a status and make a list of things. Oh, we should get another, you know, thing of Febreze or whatever it might be. And we'll make, we'll start to compile a list for next season. The batteries that I, you know, I referenced earlier. So the CR2032 that goes into our Levelmate Pro and, oh, we need to buy another package of AA batteries or whatever it might be we'll go ahead and take it we'll start an inventory checklist or inventory shopping list of things that we'll need for next season and then once i've towed the trailer back to storage i go inside and we'll open the doors to both the freezer and the refrigerator and then i set up damp rid so i have two of the damp rid dehumidifiers just cuz we live in the northwest and it's a wet season that i'll put one in our bedroom one on the dining room table and then I get one of those hanging bags that hang on the back of the door in the bathroom. So I kind of have three of them scattered throughout the trailer. Back to the fridge, I just thought of one other thing that we do on the interior is we will go ahead and use like Clorox wipes and really wipe down the fridge and the freezer and give it a really good wipe down. So that way when it's sitting with the doors open too, we don't get any mold or have leftover uh, residue and moisture inside the freezer or the uh, refrigerator. So that's pretty much the interior. It really just involves giving it a really good deep clean. All right, the, All right, the exterior of the trailer. So the exterior of the trailer, the last little bit of what I'll do for winterizing, I don't do until I've taken the trailer and dropped it and unhooked back in our storage unit. But here I will go ahead and I will do a final torque of the lug nuts. I check the tire pressure and will add any air if necessary. I will also go up on the roof to check seals and caulking for the rain season in the winter, looking at all of the seals around the, um, any skylight that we have in the bathroom, you know, to along the edges of the trailer, around all of the different, you know, where the air conditioning unit sticks out. So I'm kind of looking at all of those seals, caulking and gaskets, just to make sure that they all look good I've never really needed to add any additional caulking, but you know, it's a good time just to give it a visual inspection and make sure everything's okay. I also will do a thorough walk around inspection. So I'll check the window seals, again, the gaskets, caulking, and siding, just to make sure that we're not gonna have any potential leaks from the heavy rains. I'll confirm that all lockers or the storage doors, the bay doors are locked. And then I add a five gallon bucket upside down over the tongue jack, just to keep the rain off of the tongue jack and the elements to kind of protect protect the electrical parts of that jack even though it's designed to be outside i just feel safe giving a little extra bucket over the top the um safety chains that are on the tongue i go ahead and kind of pull those up and set those on top of the tongue just so they're not touching the ground because i don't again i'm trying to limit an opportunity for rodents to enter into the trailer And so those chains, if they're just touching the ground, you just made yourself an easy ladder for rodents to get inside or get onto your trailer. I'm sure there are other ways for the rodents to get in. But again, I'm just trying to mitigate whatever easy little bits and pieces and processes I can do to uh, make sure that we don't have a rodent problem. So just it's a simple thing. Pull those chains up and put them on top and tuck them on top of your uh, tongue. So as I mentioned in the opening, that our trailer basically sits unused every year for about two to three months. I'm an avid snowboarder. Both of my kids are avid skiers. And so during the months of January and February, we're basically in the mountains skiing and snowboarding just about every Weekend, So that's when my trailer sits. We typically pull our trailer out of storage around the third week of March and that's a fun way for us to end ski season and welcome the start of the camping season because I will go ahead and tow our trailer up to the F lot at Stevens Pass, our local mountain where we ski and snowboard. And so it's kind of a fun way to end the ski season, like I said, and then kind of kick off the start of camping season. You know, that said, I have a trip planned. I'm camping uh, mid-November. We have gone ahead and booked a New Year's Eve trip. And in the past, we have camped on New Year's Eve. The only time that we didn't, we ended up canceling it only because it snowed. And I just didn't want to camp in the snow uh, in the lowlands. So other than that, it's you know, while I kind of made the winterizing process, I went in depth on this particular episode, it really isn't that much of work once you do it. So if you need to dewinterize because you got a trip in December that you want to go on, you know, or on New Year's Eve, it's really not that big of a deal to kind of go ahead and run water back through everything so you can use the sinks and use the toilet on that trip and then to drain it all again before you put it back away in storage. The really other big important thing that I want to hit home on is once you've winterized your trailer and you've put it away in storage, whether that's on your property or it's out in a storage you know, facility unit somewhere, it's really important to go out and perform a midwinter inspection. And I would recommend you do that a couple of times throughout the winter. You don't want to just go out, winterize it, drop it off and forget about it and then go get it in March, April or May when you decide to start camping again. And if you go back and give a listen to episode 50, I go in depth and talk about what I look for during one of those midwinter inspections. And there's a lot of great information in that episode. So again, go back and check out episode 50. And I will share with you in that episode, kind of what I do for a midwinter inspection. I hope this was a really great informative episode, it might be a little dry, but I feel like winterizing in the Pacific Northwest is different for those who maybe need to winterize in New England or in the Midwest because our winters are more mild. Yes, we do get down to freezing and there are times that it does get down to freezing. So I will reiterate, winterizing is something that you need to do and should do. But I think our processes here in the Pacific Northwest are are slightly different from those who live in a much more colder climate. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope that you found uh, this kind of how to winterizing a helpful episode. Maybe there's some bits and pieces of things that I do that you don't do, and you're like, oh, that's a good little nugget. Maybe there's something that I don't do that you do, and you're like, Brooks, you really should do it. And if that's the case, please, uh, either drop me a line at rvoutwest.com and let me know, or feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram and reach out to me that way. I'm by no means the expert in winterizing. This is just kind of my process and things that I do. So if there's something you do differently, I would love to hear about it. And hopefully you found some of this information helpful and able to help you uh, do a better job of winterizing your trailer, or maybe you're new to RVing and had no idea about what to do in winterizing. Please subscribe to the show. It's free and it'll make sure that you never miss an episode. And please uh, leave a rating or, more importantly, if you would kindly take just two minutes out of your day and write a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Amazon or wherever you are listening to this podcast on, if you would please give a review. I would really appreciate it. It just means so much. So thank you, and I hope you found this episode helpful. Thanks so much for listening to RV Out West. Join us again in two weeks with our next episode. Please like and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you choose to get your podcast, so you never miss an episode. And I sure would appreciate if you left a rating or a review of the show. Special thanks to Scott Holmes Music for providing the intro song, We Are One. RV Out West can be found on Instagram and Facebook, where you can interact with us and follow along on our RV adventures around the Pacific Northwest. So get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon.